Okay, folks, we're on. Is it rolling, Bob? Oh, yeah. She's rolling. Scarborough Dude here on uh, Grey Cup Sunday. It is Sunday, December 12th, 2021. And, uh, my God, it's so weird to think that next year is 2022. I mean, it follows, but you know what I mean? Like, that sounds like way into the future. And, uh, well, here we are. Gosh. I just got off the phone or a a video call with my uh, friend Glenn. I've talked about Glenn before. Uh, Glenn is the one with, uh, I guess he's got stage four bone cancer. And by God, he was looking good and smiling and full of energy and, uh, you know... All things considered, holy shit. And I I told him what an incredible example he was setting for the rest of us about just being positive and, you know, like, he's ready to go. He just said he's back at home. He didn't want to die in uh, a hospital. He said, if I'm going to die, and I know I'm going to, I'll just rather do it at home. But uh, it was just positive and smiling and, and, you know, happy to take the call. I'd been preparing breakfast with his partner and uh, I, I I'm saying that I guess because I was I was reluctant to call I, I was holding back you know I've been thinking about it for a week now and just kept thinking no you know what do you say to somebody who you know is gonna die before too long and I, I called him before and we had a great talk and I always think about the music he shared and but I guess I felt unnatural about it and then today it just struck me no hey just call it's time and I did it was a wonderful call and I'm glad I did and he said call again you know so there we go that was the last thing I made a list today that was the last thing on and that's what I started with so let's do the list backwards (laughs) I like that better yeah COVID booster I booked it I'm not allowed to have one until December 16th that's uh, what three months after your uh, your previous one, three or four. I don't know. I had it July first. All right, July, August, September, October. Oh, six months. Uh, about so. Anyway, as of December sixteenth, I'm eligible, and there is a place giving shots at a shopping mall about six kilometers away here in Scarborough. So, I've done that. Like a lot of my friends already have got that booster shot. Um, it was weird. Uh, now we're going to be slightly out of order. No, no, no. I'm still going backwards. Sitting in the Princess of Wales Theatre, seeing the theatre full. Like, I was up in the balcony, and Alco and I were up in the balcony, and every seat was occupied. Every seat in the entire theatre. The lodges, the down below, you know, the mezzanine, everywhere. Everybody masked, of course. Everybody had been checked on entering, you know, for the uh, COVID passport. But still, it was it was weird to see. Uh, but, uh, hey, that's another sort of thing. And I don't know if they're going to... I don't think the government of Ontario, anyway, will want to cut back, even though people are worried about this, the new, what is it, Omicron, Omicron version that... Uh, uh, supposedly not as harmful, more contagious. Anyway, hey, I probably mentioned this last time, but we went to see Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, superstar, and it was so good. That was Saturday. It was like a little early Christmas present uh, when Elkhorn expressed an interest, and uh, bam, I got tickets that night, and I'm glad I did because I needed I need an aisle seat. 
and uh, got that. It was fabulous, and I didn't know it was the 50th anniversary of the show that was sort of the modern version of it with the musical that, that was related to the album that they put out. Um, didn't know that that was a number one album back in uh, 1971. So there's your 50 years. And my friend Peter, the accountant who's passed away quite a while ago now, uh, used to play that. We'd go over to his place Sundays to have a joint and some rum and cokes or Caesars and... Uh, I talked about those Sunday routines before, off to old duels for the brunch. And you were drunk by, you know, very early on Sunday, early in the afternoon. It was always a good day. Um, carefree. But he'd put on Jesus Christ Superstar or another musical. And uh, so I have that connection with him. So it was fun because I've even got the album. Gosh, I probably got it up here somewhere. And I was going to... That's uh, Dylan... It's got to be in a special box. Sorry, I shouldn't be doing this. It must be a double set. Oh, I've put it somewhere anyway. Um, it was just—it was so good. The music was just unbelievable, and it was just like what was on the album. You know. All right, all right, Ken, stop. Do not go through all your albums trying to find Jesus Christ Superstar. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh no, this has got a shitty version of it. Oh. Yeah, this was a freebie. It's a 3D set of, or a 3CD set. Phantom of the Opera, JC Superstar. But it's not the same one, so I won't even bother putting that on for you. Um, anyway, it was so exciting to see people dancing. Uh, the, the energy that you get in live theater, it's like nothing else. Uh, the singing, you know, Jesus with a guitar and, and and guitars coming out. It was a brilliant performance. The, the, the sound, the light, the orchestra was up on stage, like hidden sort of in the background. You could see them playing as it was meant to be. Uh, just wonderful. Um, I'm glad I saw it. We used to go to these things often, but... Uh, and certainly, this is the first one in a very long time. Look, um, I, I'm not as good a driver as I used to be, and I was never a good driver to start with. Let's say that. I was never a great driver. But decidedly, I am worse now. Um, my wife, poor dear was very um, disturbed uh, on the drive. Uh, you know, like, you know, people were cutting off. It was downtown Toronto traffic, okay? On the roads here, driving my road track, I'm fine. But the... <sighs> Dealing with, you know, trying to think, where am I going? Where is the underground parking? Negotiating the streets, the no U-turn, or no left turns, the right turns, the... The traffic, the the civilians, pedestrians everywhere. It was really uncomfortable for me. And there was a scene that's frozen in my mind of a man in front of my car, like sort of had to step back, throwing up his arms that I was, had I not really braked hard then, may well have hit. Okay, I'll just put it that way. I'm ashamed to even say this, uh, embarrassed, uh, and just, you know, I know people are going to say, hey, call his doctor, find out who his doctor is, call the doctor, make him take away his license. No, no, no. I'm fine on roads I'm familiar with. I just don't like driving downtown a crowded city with a lot of fucking traffic, everybody going to the same goddamn theater. The cars are coming in from three different angles trying to get to the underground parking at the Princess of Wales. Jesus. That's where I was aiming for. I didn't know. I hadn't been there before. Didn't know where the entrance was. Suddenly there's blockades up. and It, it was a nightmare driving. Uh, so much so that Nelco decided, look, I'll just walk from the theater and do my shopping. You can pick me up at the uh, subway stop later on, which I did. Phew. Okay, so I guess we got that off the list by bad driving. It's just 
I don't want to drive in Toronto, but given my walking conditions, there's no other way I'm going to go to the theater other than go there and have underground parking. And Nalco would be, I'd be the nervous one. Whoever is driving, the other one is very nervous about the driving. We're not comfortable with each other's driving. That's not a good situation, but that's the way it is. Okay, let's forget about that and those two. What else is on the list? Grey Cup. I'm not, uh, I really don't care. Well, it's Winnipeg-Hamilton. I'd cheer for Hamilton because that's a down on its luck city. I guess people would say the same about Winnipeg. <laughs> I mean, two cities in Canada nobody wants to. Well, come on, no, no. Hey, hey, be fair. A lot of people like Hamilton, all right? It's got an art scene now, the one, the scene that used to be in Toronto until they couldn't afford it anymore. So they moved to Hamilton. Uh, but yeah, I'd be cheering Hamilton. I don't even know which one is the underdog. I don't know anything. I couldn't name a single player. Uh, I don't even know the rules of the game. But I'm probably going to watch it anyway because it's a Canadian cultural thing. It's a thing when you have pizza and wings or whatever. I don't know what we'll do for supper. Uh, but it's an excuse to have a drink. So that's the main thing. It's an excuse to have a drink. It doesn't start till 6.30. So, next item on the list. Boy, we're going to get through these pretty quickly. Yes, today, uh, nine, 8 o'clock this morning, was the final Grand Prix of the year in uh, Abu Dhabi. I believe that was it. At a spiffy racetrack. And the two leaders for world championship, Lewis Hamilton... And uh, Verstappen, can't remember his first name, is it Alex? I'm not sure. Um, we're tied. Exactly tied. Uh, either one of them could have taken the race, you know? It was amazing. Even if they didn't win, it was they was, they did all the math and so on. The fastest lap would have counted in this scenario and so on. But anyway, um, the race was quite amazing to watch until the end when there was an accident and suddenly you've got a car out there uh, the safety car and you've only got one lap left and the race was decided on the final lap the last lap one to go safety car safety car pulls off and it's just down to no other cars can get into it uh, because of the ruling that they made and it's down to Verstappen and uh, Hamilton. Hamilton is in the lead. Verstappen had the foresight, or his team, Red Bull, had the foresight to uh, put on uh, a new set of soft tires. And that just gave him that extra traction. And he was able to pass Hamilton and win the race and become world champion. Uh, Lewis Hamilton has already won seven world championships, if you're keeping score at home. And uh, so... I didn't feel too bad. He, I, I was cheering for him, but hey, coming second is pretty decent. That close, it made for good racing. It made for what will be an amazing Netflix series um, of the racing. It was a race, race to drive to live or something like that. Live, no, drive to live, drive to survive. I don't know. Uh, a great, great series this year. <laughs> boy, oh boy. It is going to be a great series to watch in this documentary style that uh, Netflix put out, or will put out. I've watched the others. This will be a great year. But a, a pretty exciting, pretty exciting race. All right, that's done. Um, tornadoes. Oh, my God. Um, we hear about tornadoes all the time. Uh, we've we've had a couple actually in uh, in this area. Really, very rare, very rare for us. I think there was one maybe decades ago. Uh, but you hear about it all the time in the uh, southern states and Kentucky. And this one went through, I guess, six states, uh, miles long. And when you see the devastation on TV, like a hundred dead estimated I like just houses reduced to splinters it's just amazing and and I mean it just wow this, this is nature but it's as if with all the fires with the volcanoes with the wind with these tornadoes with the flooding it's as if nature's saying hey you stupid fuckers 
Wake up and start loving this planet, you know? Do something. It's as if. And, of course, anybody can laugh that often. No, this is just, you know, all right, it's global warming, but nature is not consciously doing this. No, but these sure are signs that something ain't right. And, uh, you know, I, I... I don't know if this is related or not. It doesn't really matter. It's not on the list. We're off the list. We're done the list. Except for Noko's cleaning. All right, we'll get back. We'll do. We'll finish the list. Then I'll get back to the sidebar. No, we're going to do the sidebar first. Birds. I, I've just, you know, I, on Twitter and on um, Instagram, there's so many things to, to look at. Photos. I've talked about this last time. But I just subscribed or follow one on birds. And they... they post pictures of birds in full color and you're thinking how 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 could that thing be it's just so incredibly amazing the colors the shape the beak the eyes the feathers the 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 splendid fucking glory of these birds in nature through this process of evolution, through this crazy thing called evolution, like, whoa! <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I mean, at the same time, I'm, there's a, a head they found that's, you know, seven feet long, the head of a triceratops. Holy fuck! 66 million years ago. Holy fuck! These things actually existed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this thing called evolution is responsible? This, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit! And and it makes you think like, oh, we can't destroy this. How many species have already been wiped out? How many habitats have fucking humans completely already destroyed and wiped out? Like, bam, these things can't live anymore because we fucked up their home. They're extinct now. They They will never come back. And more and more and more are becoming extinct each day, each year. Things we'll never even find, maybe never even see. And it's just so, it just seems so utterly tragic. All right. There's no, these are just things that pop up. There's, there's no place to go with them, you know. So on to the last thing, end of year cleaning. Now Cole was just as... Today we were at the theater, so today, yesterday we were at the theater seeing JC Superstar. Today was Nelko's day to clean up. Suddenly I see boxes, boxes, empty boxes with bubble wrap. Where the hell have these come from? I don't know. Where were they hiding? I don't know. There's a whole lot of stuff that I knew enough to, all right, pop the bubble wrap. I, it was fun. They were just, I just stepped on them. Pop, 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 pop. Really loud. Pop. Really loud pops. It was fun stepping on them. So you can flatten them and put them in the garbage and then recycle all the cardboard boxes. But she just goes at it. And I was afraid. I did. I'm afraid to look. I'm afraid to know what's what's going out. I see there's a table on her front lawn, which I would have kept. I, I you know, I I knew I would have kept, but even my cousin advised me, no, no, better not to. My son, no, dad, you know, it, it would have been it would have been close to the end of the marriage if I had insisted on keeping this old table. So it's leaning up against our tree in front of our house. Somebody will take it. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, a fresh coat of paint would make it look beautiful. Somebody should be happy with it. So I should be happy about that. I didn't need it. I just thought I could sneak it into the basement. and I would have liked it. See, if, if, if I was alone, that table would be down in my basement and it would be covered in a nice cloth and there'd be magazines all over it. Magazines and books. It'd just be like a showcase piece. Like in a store or something. But anyway, it's on the front lawn. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Right? That's all I'm going to do. Let it go. But this is end of the year. It's December. This is why Nalco is doing cleaning. She'd do this every every year this time of year. It's like a Japanese tradition. You want to have the house fresh and new for the the new year. Traditionally, you toss beans and drive out the devil like it's the night before. Um, 
But anyway. So, oh my God, there's 20 minutes. I, all I did was go through a stupid list, but uh, I'm done. <laughs> and uh, I've got Weber on, or Andrew Lloyd Wright, I should say. No, Andrew Lloyd Weber. Um, and I was going to get, God, whatever is on this thing. Never did hear Jesus Christ Superstar. What was it? Oh, maybe it was the wrong disc. Or the, yeah, it's, it is all shitty stuff. Anyway, it's not the same because it was the album was the good version. The album, that double set or triple disc, no, double disc, I guess, album from 1971 of Jesus Christ Superstar. That's the one you want. That's the one I heard yesterday. Absolutely loved it. Happy, happy, happy. Oh, I didn't mention Friday night in the Only Cafe back with... Our good friend John Meadows, the lovely Lisa, and Connie. And we had a great time, especially me, who stepped out to have a talk and came back uh, very, very happy. Scabber Dude, signing off. Bye for now. Toronto, here's the news at 1 o'clock, 6 degrees right now in the city under mostly sunny skies. Good afternoon, I'm Trevor Dunn. New information is being released today by Toronto police regarding a very high-profile double murder in the city. It's been nearly four years to the day that billionaires Barry and Honey Sherman were killed in their home. Today, homicide detective Sergeant Brandon Price said they have identified almost everyone that is seen in a surveillance video around the home on the day of the murder, except for one person they are now calling a suspect. Though there is a lack of detail in features of this individual, we believe that further information from the public could assist us in making an identification. I would ask that you pay particular attention to the gait or the stride or walk style that this person... Police can't even say if the person in that video is a man or a woman. They can't provide much of a description either, other than that they are between 5'7 and 5'9 inches tall. They say the person at the time matches up with when the murders are believed to have occurred. The Sherman family, meanwhile, is offering a $10 million reward for any information that would help solve this case. That is the CBC News to this hour. For updates throughout the day, you can check our website, cbc.ca slash Toronto. We'll have more news coming up at the bottom of the hour. I'm Trevor Dunn. Check, check, check. I left the bell in the car. I mean, I wasn't going to carry it with me to this little bench. Uh, this bench is, uh, boy, it's a nice spot. I, I don't often get this one. It's right on the point of the uh, of Bluffers Park, um, or one of the points overlooking the water. It is a beautiful sunny day. It is uh, December, what, I think maybe 14 today, and uh, warm. I'm wearing a windbreaker, my Bark Lake windbreaker. What do we got here? December 14th, yeah, just uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, earlier than usual for me to be in the park, but I just had to get out. And I'm going to uh, unload a little bit, if you don't mind. And if you do mind, well, you know what you can do. Lots of things. Fast forward, shut this down, start up another podcast. Say, hey... If that guy can do it, so can I. I'm going to make my own. Anyway, I'm feeling uh, tense, edgy, uncomfortable. I want to get past this. Um, And it's hard when when emotions are involved. (sighs) I had another... uh, 
explosive interaction, I suppose that would be with my uh, with my son at home today, over differences of opinion, and uh, we both seem to be unable, and maybe especially me, unable to do this without shouting, without being you know, aggressive, without being overly emotional. I mean, there's no nobody swinging fists or anything, but it's uh, it's not pleasant. And it's just over very, very differences of opinions on a number of issues. And it's funny because I was going to say earlier, before this incident, and this incident is always triggered by me sitting in front of the TV and, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, if I happen to have CNN Elm, that will trigger um, the the outbursts. And I try to shut it off. And today I even tried to. No, we're not going to talk about it. And, of course, that just uh, it just escalated from there. I was going to uh, talk about how much I enjoyed this period of time with my um, with my number two son, Chuck, uh, at home with me. Uh, I just feel we've grown closer. Um, it's developed into a good relationship. There's a lot of things we enjoy doing together. And, and the example uh, that I was going to give was just watching the Grey Cup game. I mean, he didn't know a whole lot about sports. Sports was never part of my family's family, like my parents, my brother, my sister. And it hasn't been part of mine, and therefore it hasn't been part of my children's life. You know, uh, it just hasn't been part of our lives. But anyway, we watched the uh, Grey Cup together on Sunday evening. And he'd be looking up things. I'd say, well, why is that? Why did I get one point instead of two? Or, you know, how do you get these points? How, how did that happen? What's that rule? And he'd be looking it up and then sharing it and explaining it. And it was just, it was just very enjoyable. It was very pleasant. And of course, it was an exciting Grey Cup with uh, Winnipeg winning. Um... And that was wonderful. And I, I just felt, yeah, it's so nice that, uh, you know, my wife now was busy doing other things and went to bed early and uh, she just had no interest at all. But Daniel and I sat there and uh, enjoyed the game together and it, it felt great. I thought, wow, you know, I was almost thinking of a time in the future when this would happen again. We'd watch another Grey Cup or whatever, Stanley Cup playoff or whatever together and uh, it would just be nice father-son time but uh, today you know it just went sideways loudly and, and it's it's so unpleasant I don't want to get into all the details and why or how or what's the trigger but there are just very very fundamental differences and uh, he's convinced he's right I'm convinced I'm right and not only am I right but you're wrong on both sides, saying and thinking that, you know, how could you possibly believe that? And uh, uh, it's, yeah, I keep saying I don't want to go into it. And I, I guess I don't, I, other than just say what you're left with afterwards is, is a bad feeling. And uh, and you, you've got to get past it, and we will. We, we had our explosives, and, and uh, we had the outburst, and... and it will be forgotten until the next time. And there will be a next time, but... So where does that leave me? It leaves me sitting here having a cup of coffee, which I needed, and uh, at Bluffers Park, which I needed to get to as well. I had planned to come here even before the uh, volatile exchange. Uh, so here I am. I've got, I think it's also for me, This I, I find this time of year so stressful because I just, in the past years, I've sort of done my favorite shopping time has been Christmas Eve, the 24th, when I go out and buy things for the stocking, you know, little candies and snacks and things to put in the stocking that you can enjoy. And some of them are hits and some of them are misses, but it doesn't matter. It's just... It makes me feel a little bit in the spirit, and, and I can almost count on that happening every Christmas Eve, even if I don't feel a, a, a gram of, not even an ounce, a gram of Christmas spirit before then. Although I will say, 
this year, I think I'm enjoying uh, Jason's Christmas countdown more than usual. And I guess that's because I think I need it more than I usually do. Uh, I've only, this has only been, what, four? Maybe today will be the fifth episode. No, second, no, second third, fourth episode today, I guess. Haven't listened yet. I will. <sighs> but it's, you know, again, what to get now, go. What to get Daniel? Well, for Daniel, we've decided. And I can say this because he doesn't listen. Maybe to get him a new chair. I think he found the last chair on the street somewhere, or you know, put out with somebody's garbage or something that he uses every day. And I thought it'd be a good time to get a new chair. So that'll be. I said, all right, I'll do that job. <sighs> I'll probably go to Staples. Probably go to Canadian Tire. I don't know, maybe some home furnishings place. I don't want to get one of these, you know, really fancy ones with heated recliner vibrating and all that shit. We can't afford it. We don't want him to be so comfortable he'll never want to leave. Gosh, I'm I'm kind of stumped. I've, I've said that, and I guess it's... Sometimes there's an outpouring on this podcast of... Uh, yeah, a free flow of whatever's a brain dump. And today, my brain—it's sort of—it's like it came to a hard stop after that clash. And I just don't feel right. I just don't feel good. Speaking of not feeling right, we had tackles last night, and again, it was nice. It was Daniel's turn to make them, and uh, Nalco was home by then, so she just gave her little bits of advice here and there. But boy, oh boy, did I ever have indigestion. And it's something as simple as tacos. You know, from the package with the regular spicing, they really tasted good. I enjoyed them. But uh, I had to take two Tums last night. One before bed and one waking up, you know, in bed. Oh, my God, this is this. I feel awful. And it's not, it's just indigestion, like heartburn kind of thing. But when you have that, and you're worried about your heart anyway. It's not. A, it's a. It's a scary feeling. And you're like, okay, come on, come on. I got to get rid of this feeling. And uh, now I told Nalco, and she said, "Yeah, well, that's why she's not ordering Indian takeout anymore. We used to do that quite often. She'd pick some up on the way home from work, and we all loved it. And yet the uh, the uh, results or the 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 after effects." are just too unpleasant to continue, so we haven't done that for a very long time. And we even had to tell our beloved uh, uh, Ding Ho Chinese takeout restaurant that um, hold the spice on the uh, deep-fried spicy tofu. It was a favorite, and we found (laughs) it was kicking back a little too much, too. It's part of getting older. Uncle's only, well, she's going to be 60. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling more and more, and I'm starting to tell friends my, my age. I guess part of me wants to keep putting out the image. Hey, no, man. Hey, I'm good. You know, I'm all right. I can still party. I'm still up there. I can still joke. I can still tease. I, can, I, I still got my game. But uh, I'm feeling... Less and less like that's true. I did when we went out Friday night and I had a toke. I did come back in pretty lit up. And I guess the others are used to it. Uh, to me it appears, no, everything's the same. Except I'm I'm not. I mean, I, I like... I like the intensity of getting high. I liked when I stepped outside, smoked it in front of the uh, only cafe to just look up. I took pictures, I posted them, I guess, of the only cafe with a multicolored writing, and it's just the only in giant letters and the, the all the artwork that goes with this cafe. It's just it's just such a wonderful, cool place. Like if you're in any other city in the world and you found this place, you'd say, "Oh wow, that's where I want to go." It's got to be where the hipsters hang out. There's not a lot of hipsters there. Uh, in, in the, there used to be hipsters when I went to, I guess it was called the house just before they raised all those buildings when they knocked down Honest Ed's 
And there was that whole, you know, right beside Bathurst, I guess it was Markham. Uh, just, or was it Palmerston? I don't know. Uh, anyway, those places got knocked down, but uh, the house was one we could go to. It was a hipster hangout. Music downstairs, we'd hang out upstairs, even a balcony. It was great. So bars do go. The Imperial Pub is gone or will be gone. Um, that was the hangout when we had uh, PodCamp Toronto. That was the place we all met. So things change. Anyway, the only cafe is uh, still good, still there, and I imagine it might be for another year. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, back back to getting high. Just looking at the place and then coming in and then you just... It does something to your brain, <laughs> obviously, clearly. And you just, you've tuned in a little more. It's like you've adjusted the fine-tuning. And so you've gone from AM to FM. And you're just, you're paying more attention to the nuances, to what people are seeing, to what they look like, to their facial expressions. Everything is just in a, a better, deeper focus. And you're you're just aware of it. And, you, and you're enjoying it more. And uh Things are either funnier or more interesting or whatever. And there's still a point where, you know, we made that decision to, uh, the four of us would visit the the only cafe in um, Peterborough. And I shouted out, double cross arm shake or something like that. I don't even know what the words were. And suddenly all our arms were in the air. All eight arms were hooked together, uh, shaking up and down. And that was uh, that was quite amusing. <laughs> I mean, everybody just immediately linked arms um, in some strange pattern. It was like an M.C. Escher sketch. Anyway, uh, those are the reasons I like to smoke, as if I needed to explain to you. I guess I did. I guess it makes me feel a little happier. And here I am now, you know, one in the afternoon. I could have a took now, but that would be that for the shopping. You would not get any done today. So, no, we won't do that. But yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad about that. And, and probably my son does too. And we don't want that. But it's just, bam, there's just areas, lines that get crossed and then all hell breaks loose. And uh, I personally blame Donald Trump. I hold him responsible. <laughs> yeah, not funny. I guess that's it. I would have uh, inserted a newscast before this. A little bit of one. Um, a lot of concern here in Ontario now with the, with the hospitals, with the practitioners, the nurses, the doctors, uh, the staff everywhere. The worry that, oh my God, with, uh, with this new infection, Omicron, that uh, they could get it too. They're not feeling safe. And now it's saying, okay, hey, the minimum you need is triple vaxxed. And that's like that's a, a bold statement. Like we tried, but um, the two were not enough with this strain. And there is the feeling this could go on forever. There'll be other strains, and and maybe this is the you know this is a, this is our destiny. It's what happens when the planet gets uh, the, the human race advances too far and has air travel and uh, and and the whole population of the world is intermixed and everything comes together and diseases spread like in the old days and we are just doing everything we can to keep up and yet we're not because there are whole parts of the world with no vaccine at all. But I remember this through uh, what was called the Nigeria Slim's disease. Um, You know, God, how could I forget the name? And then, of course, with SARS and with the scares that go with these things, and I guess it's just part of our uh, part of our awareness, part of our now, part of our the condition of life. <sighs> Ugly note to end on, I suppose. Let me just lift my head up. Oh, I lift my head up, and uh, the bright sun is just shining down on my face now, and I can feel its warmth. And it's incredible that I can be out here with a, you know, a t-shirt, a thin shirt, and a windbreaker on December 14th and be feeling just this blessed warmth of the sun 
reflecting off the lake. It is absolutely beautiful blue sky day here in Bluffers Park. So uh, I guess if I can keep that perspective, I should do a little better. Maybe if I just if I could find one purchase today towards somebody else's Christmas gift, maybe that would uh, that would make me feel good too. I've still got uh, I've still got a few hours left. Scarborough dude, trying to end on a more positive note. Hope you're uh, hope you're okay, and uh, if you're not, you've got a place where you can share it, someone to talk to. That you're not just in a dark room, crying all by yourself. Although sometimes I don't know, maybe that's what uh, maybe that's what we need. I don't do enough crying. Oop, darn! I was going to end on a good note. Um, it's something I hold back from. I think I'm long overdue, as probably are most of the men I know. Uh, a really good cry. It's just something we don't allow ourselves to do. Gosh, I'm going full circle, going back to my son now, and what the world looks like. What the world looks like to both of my sons, and by God. It's not nearly as pleasant a world as the one I had the the benefit of growing up in. And for that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sad. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry in the apologetic sense, because what could I do? But I'm just sorry that uh, the world they see ahead of them and in their face now is just so, so much uglier. Although, you know, again, I say that. Is this, am I just romanticizing did we not struggle to, you know, did certain Americans of my age facing the Vietnam draft, the war, the horror of coming back from that war, the horror of having to run away? <sighs> and the messages are always just, just, you only live now. Never mind the past, never mind the future. Live in this now. Hold on to it. But when I was watching um, the play Jesus Christ Superstar, I'd find my mind would go wandering and I'd be having to pull it back to Ken, Ken, Ken. Watch the stage. Listen to the music. Don't think about that. Don't go there. Come back. Come back. Come back to now. Listen. Watch. Because the mind sort of trips off, you know, so often. It was really hard. I, uh, as the intensity of the play increased, it got easier and easier, and I was just in it and of it and watching it and, and enjoying it and feeling it. Um, so there's less and less than that. But in the beginning, it took a while to yank myself out of thoughts and into what was happening before me. So just thought I'd share that with you, too. Bonus content here. Um, so do your best. Uh, maybe, you know, tell me what you think. Nobody ever does. But hey, if you've, if you've got a mind to... Tell me what you think about this whole business of the struggle of trying to live in the present, in the present moment, and that being all there really is. Scarborough Dude, signing off from Bluffords Park. Bye for now. Oh, hang on. Yeah, oh, come on, come on. It's buried under hats now. Oh my gosh! I stopped. I'm here at Bluffers Park. It's uh, <laughs> it's just started raining. It's lovely looking out the windshield in the rain out at Lake Ontario and the uh, hill. Uh, this place means so much to me. Um, I'm here to talk about a moral dilemma, and I I may have just found my answer in a phone call. Uh, it's so bizarre. Uh, honestly, I mean, sometimes the world is just, wow, really? Okay, here's the, um, which, which order to tell these in? I got a phone call, the phone call started with, it's Denise, don't hang up on me. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, 
and it's because I, I didn't say anything. I, I answered the call and didn't say anything. I thought it was another spam call. But no, I get the voice, and it's a voice I know for good reason. I'm going to come back to uh, Denise. <laughs> oh, I'm sitting in my car. In the back of my car, I have a chair I may have talked about on the last um, clip uh, that I recorded yesterday from here on Balfour's Park when it was a... I think it was a beautiful day. Wasn't I sitting on the bench looking out at the water? Or was that the week before? <laughs> Yesterday, the week before. I don't know. I don't care. Um, I've got this chair. So I saw yesterday, so my wife said, you know, I want to get Daniel a new chair for Christmas. Uh, and, yeah, I talked about that. And I found them yesterday, and it was on sale. And uh, normally 200 on sale yesterday for one fifty nine ninety nine, forty bucks. That's that's decent, and this is perfect. And it was like a, a gamer's chair, you know, very simple. You didn't need all the fancy stuff like in the high end office chairs that are costing five hundred and up. So, all right, but I don't know what color to get. There's a choice of about five colors. Uh, I'll just go home, talk to Minette, talk to Nelco, and say, you know, I found one. So she says, oh, yeah, that's good. I showed her the pictures. Okay, yeah, go, go for it. So I went in today, this morning. I look, and oh, 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 that sticker is gone. The price is up to $200. Well, shit. I'm not going to pay $200 today for a chair that was $160 yesterday. It's just, it's just not right. Come on. Come on. And uh, I get hold of a clerk, can I help you? And he's a nice guy, uh, you know, friendly guy. And I said, uh, yeah, you know, I was here yesterday to buy the chair, but I couldn't, I didn't buy it because I didn't know what color. And he said, oh, that was a one-day sale. I said, well, I didn't know that. Nobody told me that. I just, you know, I I don't want to pay $200 for the chair I saw yesterday. I would have bought it yesterday, except I didn't know what color to get. That's why I came back early this morning. He says, well, I'm sorry. Um, I said, can you not, you know, can we get the manager? Can we not reduce it? Uh, sir, I'm sorry. It was a, the, the one-day sales are just that. It's just, it's only for the one day. I said, well, I, I didn't know that. So I'm not looking happy. And he says, well, hang on. He said, I'll tell you what, I, I can get you a better chair, better than that one, and I'll match the price. Meaning, I think he was going to say, you know, $200, but it'll be better, a more expensive chair. And as well, you know, okay. And you always get sucked in. And I think they are trained to say, we don't have that one, but I can get you a better one for the same price. That's the standard sales talk. So I said, okay. So he goes back, he looks, and no, no, he looks on display. No, we don't. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have one. I said, "Well," he said, "Tell you what, I can, I can, I can give you this one on yesterday's price. That's what we did. So great. I'm there with my cane. I said, "Can you help me get that into my car?" Of course, of course, of course. He carries it up on his shoulder back up to the front desk, and uh, the clerk runs it in at the full price. And I said, "No, no, 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 no. It's sale price." So he he tells the uh, the cashier no no uh take that off he said um reduce it by fifty dollars well i'm thinking 50 hmm. i thought it was reduced by 40 he said i wasn't here yesterday was that what it was and i sheepishly say mm, yeah kind of knowing no it wasn't fifty dollars off but i'm wanting to in my head i'm wanting to think this sounds even better, but, uh, you know, I'm an old man. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was 50 off. Who knows, you know? You know, I'm, I'm weaseling. I'm, I'm weaseling here. I know it was 40 off yesterday. I've come back to my car here. I looked at the pictures I took yesterday. Yeah, yesterday it was 159.99. He took off $50, gave it to me for cheaper than yesterday's price, $149.99. I get out, and I'm not feeling comfortable. And that's why I'm here now with you in Bluffers Park, asking myself, what should I do?
What should I do? Should I go back? Like, I don't care about Staples losing $10. They didn't lose $10. They just didn't make as much as they might have. They didn't lose. Staples did not lose anything. It's just this guy was nice to me, gave me the break I needed, and made a mistake by taking 50 off. He didn't do that as a, as a favor. He did it because he wasn't here yesterday. He didn't know the price. Maybe normally there might have been 50 off. Maybe it wasn't another time. But I'm thinking, is there any chance at the end of the day somebody checks up on those sales slips? Nah, yeah, somebody, head office goes through and sees that particular chair. Whoa, hey, how come this is off? And it's going to be tracked back to, well, the cashier. She would track it back to him. I don't know. So here's the moral question. Do I go back and say, look, just go to him. Don't go to the cashier. Go to him. Find him and say, look, I'm sorry about that. But it was actually, I just realized it was actually $159.99, not $149.99. Do I go and do that and then go to the trouble? He'd have to go back up to the cash. and have to ring the whole thing in. He put... Here it is, wrong shelf tag. Wrong shelf tag. That was the override. So do I? am I morally obliged to make sure that guy who was nice to me doesn't get in any trouble down, down the road? Or do I just say, what the fuck, man? Hey, come on, staples. You know, it's not going to, he's not going to lose his job over this. You know, especially these days. So I think I'm okay. Just, hey, you know, leave it. Just leave it. Okay, so now here's the the thing about Denise calling. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. <laughs> well, that's, that should be the title. Don't hang up. Exclamation mark. Uh, I told you, long-term listeners or anybody with a memory, guys like uh, Michael might know. Um, I had my um, a trouble with trouble with my door, a garage door, just wouldn't work. I called the manufacturer. They said, "Oh, that motor you got's a shitty motor. You gotta you gotta get a new motor. You gotta get one of these powerful ones." I called, found out, oh, they were not the right ones. I got to call the people who installed the door, which is Dodd's Doors. Call Dodd's and say, look, this thing's not working. They told me to get a replacement motor. They come out with a replacement motor. The, as I phrased it, the elderly Chinese gentleman service technician came out and said, no, nothing wrong. You just Your red cord is it just needs to be lined up again. Just here, just pull this cord. Hook it up. It just needs to be, it's unhooked. Just hook it. He did that. Two minutes, you know, at most. Problem solved. That was it. He goes back to his car. This is a recap, by the way. This is, I've already told this story. He goes back to the car. They say, no, no, you've got to install the new motor and we're going to charge him for service. 150 bucks, whatever, for service the time it takes the guy to put in a new motor. I said, but I don't need a new motor. He says, yeah, but my boss told me I have to. I said, no. You go back, I, I don't want it. Well, ever since then, Dodd sent me an invoice charging me for the guy, the service technician's time. I thought I had maybe answered, I've been planning, I'm going to write an email, write a letter to the manager explaining I was so pleased with their service, but this is just a scam. Trying to sell me a motor or install a motor when I don't need one, this is wrong. Meanwhile, it's all passed on to Denise, who is probably doing accounts receivable and uh, outstanding accounts and so on, you know, year-end, clean it up. She's been calling, leaving messages. I've been deleting them. I've just been refusing to take calls by it. Rather than do it, this time I take the call. And I'm like, okay, now how am I going to explain this? Because they're going to want, you know, they're going to want me to pay something. I give her the story I just gave you. She says, oh, okay, that's all I needed to know. Thank you. And I said, really? That like, and I apologized. <coughs> I said, I am so sorry for causing you grief. 
It's just that I was angry at this. I was pleased with the service that Dodd's doors originally did. I was angry at Dodd's for trying to charge me for something I didn't need. She said, no, no, that's okay. That's, that's all I needed. I just need to clear that up. It's, it's fine. And I, I ended the call saying, I feel so much better. I hope you have a nice holiday during these stressful times. Thank you. I'm sorry for the grief I caused you. Thank you so much. So how do those two stories go together? I did the right thing by, by taking her call. But she did it by saying, hey, 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 buddy, don't hang up. <laughs> you got to fix, fix this thing. And I truly do feel better. They're all, it's a monkey off my back. I was thinking, are they going to go to a collection agency for something like this? Come on. Am I going to have to escalate it? I'm going to have to write that. I don't have the time to write a damn letter explaining all this. So... Boys and girls, here's to you. What would you do in the case? We Forget Dodds. That's already taken care of. I didn't handle it well, but it was handled well today. She was happy. She was laughing by the end of it. So all is good on that front. But what about this extra $10 I got off from Staples? And I imagine my listenership is split. I'm trying to think, what would... What would what would the guy in Tennessee do? Tennessee Jake, what would he do? What would that guy in uh, Copper Harbor do? I think he'd go back and uh, explain. He's pretty moral. What would Francis Ruby do? <laughs> what would you do? And I don't know. I, I At this point... I honestly don't know, and uh, if you want to know, you can you can probably guess. Maybe this would be a good thing to bet on. Is the dude going to drive back to Staples, look for that sales clerk, and say, "Look, I made a mistake," and cough up the extra ten dollars plus GST, or he's just going to leave it and figure, "Hey, Staples still made their money, and this guy's, you know, nobody's going to." F- Nobody's going to, I mean, are they, is somebody actually, is there a bean counter? I guess this is what it comes down to. Is there a bean counter at the top in Staples who goes through these items line by line and sort of sees, wait a minute, this chair, the Emerge Vortex Gray, number 2829477, um, was sold for one forty nine ninety nine when it... Uh, Shouldn't have been. I think I'll just leave it. Ooh, gave away my ending. <laughs> Scarborough dude from Bluffers Park. I got to go buy some uh, booze. Uh, now Uncle said, eh, for Christmas, I think maybe we'll just have a whole lot of snacks instead of the traditional Christmas dinner. So, uh, yeah. I still got to get something for her. Oh, my God. It ain't over, but uh, we're working on it. At least this one's done. Now, here's the problem. I, you know, it's amazing. Here's, here's the difference between a 60-year-old brain and a 73-year-old brain. I'm trying to think, how am I going to hide it? I buy it today. Do I try and leave it there at the store, which certainly I couldn't have done today, and pick it up, you know, Christmas Eve? No, that's stupid. I can't put it down in the basement. My son is working, doing his painting down the workshop down the basement. I can't bring it and hide it in the basement. Sometimes he uses the garage, especially when he um, when he needs the car and he's been, you know, getting things out of the garage. I can't hide it there. It's a giant box. I'd have to cover it. And there's no, you know, I mean, I've got to fit the car in. No, no, that, that's not a spot. So I, I told Naoko this morning, I don't know what to do if I, if I buy it today. She said, well, put it in the garage. I said, no, he'll he'll see it. She said, oh, well, then put it in the road track. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. And that is the solution. But, like, how come I didn't think of that right away? You know, that that is just so obvious. You got basement, garage, bam, the big, big package in your driveway, the road track. Stick it in there. So that's what I got to go back. I got to somehow get this out of the trunk and uh, into the road track without Dan seeing it. All right. There's my day, folks. I guess this is pretty well going to wrap up another episode, too, because uh, 
It is, is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday today. I go get my COVID shot tomorrow. Um, yeah, maybe it is, maybe it is the end. I don't know. Do, do we need a little, what have we got in the background? 